Let go of my guinea pig, you son of a bitch. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Man, don't you keep up with current events? Weed ain't illegal no more, nigga. But that's why I voted for Obama if we can legalize weed. Sparking up a J. <gasps> Getting high? Lighting up a J. Light, lighting up a J. Do you smoke pot? Yeah, dude. You were here smoking pot with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All gash, baby. That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. Don't tell them we're high. Don't tell them we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. Oh, brother. None of this is good. None, none of this is good. They're trying to fuck with us. We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I do one. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Yeah, it does seem a bit woozy, doesn't it? Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Mwah, bowlers. And welcome back to another one. It is Tuesday night, and we're feeling all right here in the bowl. Broadcasting live from FIBA Region 7. On February 6th, 2024, we're bringing to you episode 297 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're the bowlers. Thanks for being here, bowlers. Older new. Back. Older new. Older new. We're looking at you. Not peer pressure, it's just your turn. That's what we say around here. And uh wow. We're adding some stuff. A little bit of stuff, you know? Yeah. A little, little bit more. Every bowl. A little bit more every bowl. Trying to play with some uh toys, let's say. Trying to get in on all that little lit action. Trying to give you a visualization for your mental stimulation. You know? Value add. Just coming up with uh, rhymes off the top for the intro. Because that's kind of how you do it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do these things? <laughs> how do you start these things? How do you fucking uh, uh, enter a podcast? I'm not really sure. I've uh, been working on it. Maybe by 300, I'll have an idea of what I want to go for. Mm, that's a good goal. Uh, but we're only 297, so that's miles away. Who needs to think about that right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> had some, uh, had some new, if you're, if you're following along live, you can check out what I'm talking about at, uh, owncast.bowlafter. Holy Jesus. Bowl. Sorry about that. Let, bole, me, bole. let me cool the pins down a bit. Them pins is hot. Them pins is hot. We appreciate you bowling in. Love and hearing those pins slap uh, right up front. Major apologies. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Don't throw things at me. Uh, there's no boost bot in the chat this week. I've been informed the split is down to boost bot. Uh, the install process has still not been solved mm. on the direct IRC boost bot install on the node. Whatever is going on there. I didn't know. 
tried every version of Python, tried manually installing some packages. Uh, we're still working on it. That's that's how it goes, you know. These things, uh, you work on them until they're fixed, and it ain't fixed yet, which means we're still working on it. Yeah. How you like them apples? <laughs> uh, but you will hear the pins slapping, and things will still be happening. Just like that. Is that a little bit better? Is that a little bit more attainable? Maybe a little bit louder. Yeah, you can. Maybe a little give tiny it a little bit. More. A little tiny bit louder. We'll figure it out. We're figuring it out. Find the happy medium. Uh, Owncast. We added another camera that is looking at the soundboard here. Ooh. You mind if I do it, Jay? So the sounds that you are hearing, you will also be seeing firing. How about that? It's like a whole psychedelic experience, my man. Then you can uh, do it risk free. Yeah. I don't know. This is probably still against the law somehow. So. Oh, yeah. It's not legal advice or whatever. You know, you're watching the stream. You're taking your own risks, people. Whatever appears on that stream, you never really know. Can't so even you, see the bell. You never know till you find out. You can't see the From bell. That. Look at that. The bell button. I'm just teasing it right now. I'm going to stroke a little bit. I'm gonna, ooh. Stroke me. <laughs> stroke me. It's like a steel nipple, really. There you go. <laughs> That's hot. I've got this. That's hot. I've got this uh, 3D printed Pepe. I've had it for quite a while. I printed this uh, specifically for Icy Grills. That's no lie. That's true. It for like a, a probably a year at least now. And I'm just waiting for him to let me know where to send it. Yeah. And uh, I'll send you one. Send you this Pepe. This one. <laughs> this one specifically. I printed it for you, my man. That's just been hanging out here ever since. Bringing me good luck. I'll print another one for me. But look at this dude. You gotta there rub you. the belly. Yeah. He's got some nice, like, hangy titties. He's sick. He's solid. He's what you want. Right there on your desk. I promise. Yep. And he's been soaking in the bowl vibes. I might print the next guy 200% just to get a big old fat Buddha Pepe. Ooh. Glow in the dark. Less infill, more Pepe. Been, <laughs> been 3D printing some stuff. Been 3D printing some stuff for the uh, Switch. To catch uh, people's up. We oh, have, yes. We have had another birthday in the house because we have, we have six of those a year now. Yeah, birthdays happen all the time. Yeah, Cena turned five. Yes. Our second child. So we had a hell of a time. We opened presents here at the house on our birthday. Had a little cupcake action. Yeah. We were going to bake scratch cupcakes, and then she begged me to do the funfetti. Nice. And so I was like, okay. I had a box of it. We did it. She also wanted the store-bought icing mm. instead of the delicious, creamy, homemade stuff. So I thought, okay, fine. You want the store-bought icing? I'll give you the store-bought icing. It's your birthday. And she took one bite of that cupcake when they were done. And she looks at me and she's like, it's not very good. <laughs> I said, no, it's not. It's not homemade. That's why. Not that tasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the chicken was happy. There you go. Yep. Chicken got the cupcakes. Cottonjin says uh, I need to turn on image previews in the lounge. Is that like a, a config file thing? Or can I do that by clicking something? I just need to know where to go. Tell me what to click. Tell me where to fucking type my command in. I also did try to add a new user, but it turns out, I don't know, I can't have another user. I've oh. got, I've got you, I've got you and me connected to zero node from yes. here. And I guess I can't connect like a third from the same address. So I would have to friggin' set up a 
stupidy, uh, I don't know, some kind of proxy, which would take, you know what I mean? Time, more steps. Yeah. So I'm not saying no, I'm just saying that that's a, maybe an eventuality, maybe. But I'm, I'm happy with the chat overlay. I've been playing with it, tweaking it. I figured out how to get kind of a nice little transparent background between it and the noisy moving GIF I have for a background. I uh, leveled up the GIF. We had that uh, weird kind of rainbow thing before, which just was like, it was kind of close to what I wanted, but this is way closer. Mm. This is way closer, so we're getting there. <laughs> Q ain't got that done yet. Oh, man. R- it's on the to-do list. R.I.P. my to-do list. Poor bastards. Poor bastards on the to-do list. Just hanging out. Like He knows we're here, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows. All my to-do items are like the fucking James Franco in the noose meme. First time. <laughs> First time being put on the to-do list. Uh, <laughs> Just get comfortable. My favorite's when you got a to-do and then it turns into three more to-dos. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. this was not as simple as what I imagined. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's been the video stream for yeah. sure. <clears throat> Just little things here and there. Little things here and there. We uh, added this cam here. And what's going on is it's a uh, GoPro hooked up in webcam mode. And, uh, yeah, there was a few complications. What was happening was I've got the OBS streaming a bunch of different crap. And every time that this stupid webcam would activate, every time the GoPro would activate, my audio would die. And we've all... uh, been privy to the Motu crashes before the audio drivers just farting out. Big oof. And then, uh, but suddenly can't hear anything. Audition can't hear anything. We're not recording. We're not streaming. We're not doing nothing. We're just sitting around like moving our lips. None of the sound is coming through. So, turned out, I dug into the BIOS, which is like Hail Mary desperation mode. And down in the bios. Way down in the bios. And uh, the swampy, swampy bios said, yeah, we're running firmware from 2021. Oof. What could go wrong? Been a minute. So I went (laughs) and I grabbed it. New versions, like late 2023. Seems to be kicking now. Mm -hmm. Everything Everything is working together. How about that? Everything's firing off, so yeah. I'm knocking on wood for you. I appreciate that. Got some wood to knock on, no doubt. hey Uh, Yeah, I'm hoping that that solves some of the uh, issues at work, because oftentimes I'll have to just force quit Zoom and relaunch, because when I'm sharing screen, my my audio driver will crap out. Sometimes you just got to dig in there, and you got to figure out, hey, can I upgrade some firmware that doesn't automatically just update? Can I upgrade some drivers for these stupid monitors? Because I don't use, like, all the same brand stuff. You know, this is my strategy, right? I did this, I did this recently. Just uh, the other day, I grabbed some um, wedge floor monitors. Wedge floor monitors. I got the, uh, what is it, Head Rush? Mm-hmm. Something letter 108. And there's, like, a 108 and there's a 112. 112 is just bigger. Pretty much it. That's the big difference there. And where did I get them? Did I go down to Musician's Friend? Did I go to uh, headrush.net slash whatever the fuck they've got going on? No. I went to the pawn shop. Went to the pawn shop. That's how you got to do it. You got to just acquire a little piece at a time. 
for the cheapsies, man. If I'm paying 50 cents on the dollar, that's too much. I'm looking for like 30, 30 to 32, 33, maybe. 33. <laughs> 33, maybe. <laughs> tops. 33 tops. 33. If it goes higher than that, it's just like a little bit rich for my blood, my man. I got to get two years ago system on the cheap. That's how we do it. Just one little piece of time, man. One little piece of time. That's how we're running this ship. So, you know, if it's a little rough around the edges, it's what, uh, that's what we're working with. <laughs> yeah, that's our style. <laughs> yeah, better than yesterday. That's the, that's the slogan. Yeah, that's it's slogan. true. So, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Let's get a little piece at a time. Uh, speaking of a piece at a time, been printing off a piece at a time, like I said. I got... Uh, all kinds of wall mount situations, 3D printing. Because I want to get everything off of, you know, horizontal surfaces and onto the walls. And I did that with a switch. There was a Thingiverse file I found perfect for the Switch's dock. So now the dock's up on the wall, and it's got little slots for your little games in the front. Games in the front, Switch in the back. They loved it. I got to finally play Super Smash with my kids. I remember the first time I played Super Smash. That might be a good F tie. Mm. Oh, let me just I was probably like take nine. a note of that. Probably like nine. It came out forever ago, for ages ago. But my cousin's got a uh, N64, like the Christmas it came out, you know. And man, we used to just play Super Smash till three, four in the morning when we'd stay over there for Christmas and stuff. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Oh, Man. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Cena's birthday. So, but a good time here. I always love doing that. They brought their bean bags into the bowl. They did. They were lounging it up. Lounging it up over there. Putting that new uh, screen to use, that new TV we also picked up. Hey, from the clearance corner. Used floor model. I think that one was like 22 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. You got to carry a TV out with no box. <laughs> Wild box. style. Hey, you're going to have to find a power cord for this. Oh, don't worry. I have seven at my house that will work. I got a box. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It's bad for me because then I come home and then I'm like, see, this is why I don't throw out the cords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like out of the 75 cords that I don't have a use for, now there's only 74 that I don't have a use for. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. I didn't have to buy a cord. Yet. Yet. Don't have a use for it yet. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure one out. Figure one out. Oh, this one's all frayed and doesn't work. That's I figured out. It's gotta be working for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh you know. Asina was ecstatic to get a switch for her birthday though. She was really counting on it for Christmas. Uh, so that was yeah. that was the fun move. It was like it never arrived for Christmas. And then she got it. On the birthday. And was like, I've been wanting one of these. We're like. We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. And the Super Smash Bros. With a, was a free download. So that was cool. Yeah. It came with a package or whatever. Yeah. Pretty we, solid. <clears throat> we got them the Bluey game. That's uh, and boring. And they <laughs> remade one of my favorites. The first uh, Game Boy game I ever played was Link's Awakening. And so they've totally remastered that. I have not tried it out, but it looks pretty sick. Yeah, and um, you got my favorite game remastered, too. Oh, you're a little sucker for that <laughs> Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII and Seven. A little two-pack. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll get to see what I saw as a child with a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I'll play Final Fantasy VIII and you'll play Link's Awakening and then we'll understand each other that much more. That's right. <laughs> we'll understand, like, uh, why we're way too horny. Yeah. Blame I'm, it all on the storylines. Probably. Marin of Colohoint Island, my original waifu. I've just got emo squall and I know why I love Australian shepherds. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. <laughs> yeah. It's funny looking back and trying to psychoanalyze yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This shaped all of my uh, initial desires, didn't it? Yep. <sighs> it was all a dream. Well, I've gotten a glimpse into the Zeldaverse. Yep. From whatever you're playing now. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you ask me what I think is going to happen, and every time I just say, your princess is in another castle. Come on, this is Nintendo. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the Zelda's always you start off with like all these hearts and you start off like swinging around the master sword and you like knock two enemies around with it and then some fucking shit goes down and you know you're back to square one with three hearts and your limp dick. No master sword for yeah, you. You got to pick up a wooden something. <laughs> tree branch, that's the first thing in this one. So insulting. <laughs> a tree branch. God damn it. <sighs> but hey, that's how, they, that's how it goes. That's how the game is played. Uh, toot toot. That was her desire for a birthday <laughs> that's right. dinner. So the next day we went up to old Bethany, Missouri. Yep, picked up your dad along the way. A little toot toot action. Classic buffet. Yeah, all home cooking. Oh, Prime rib to die for. Stick to your bones. Mm. Grow your titties. All that kind of stuff. It was worth it. It was worth it. But we made a day out of it. Because mm-hmm. it's in this little town, Bethany, Missouri. And so we drove up to their main square, a little historic area, I guess, and uh, checked out what there was to check out. We were kind of, it seemed like the only people walking around. But all the shop owners said, man, we're busy today. <laughs> yeah, we're slammed. Yeah, a town of like 2,000 people, us two, 3,000. Uh, us two and Pop walk in before kids, and they're like, this is the most people have been in here for three years. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of shops closed, which was a bummer because it was a Saturday. It was beautiful, too. But I'm thinking maybe they're more of a summer tourist town. Not even tourism. Maybe just summer travel stops. Yeah. Everyone and- in the town was talking about Toot Toot, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone was going there. That's the heart of that town. I didn't go shop in one place where somebody didn't say toot toot out loud like I overheard <laughs> conversations. They'd either just come from there or they were about to go there. It's like the uh, core of the economy there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Toot toot and chill. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we did see a Chinese restaurant, though, and I offered that up to the kids. <laughs> no okay. way. Hey, they got a happy dragon. You want to go there? <laughs> Whatever it was. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Nah, that wasn't the move. No, no, no. Nah, the move was the toot. We tooted it up. And Uh, your dad told the waitresses that it was C's birthday. (laughs) And then he got up to get his plate. And they were like instantaneous with the birthday song and the ice cream and cookies for her. So he missed the whole thing. Took him like seven seconds to put that together. Yeah. And they were just Tambourines and all. All right, here we go. 
Somebody said birthday. Somebody said birthday. We got to put it together. Let's go. Let's go. And that made Asina really nervous. She doesn't like having the spotlight on her. Yeah. With she, the birthday song, the, especially. The birthday song. First couple of birthdays, she like had meltdowns. She would always cry when we'd sing happy birthday. So she's she's got it together now, but it's still an effort. You can tell. Well, it made her she's angry. She's got to be like. <gasps> because after. She was like, she started saying, I didn't even want to come here. I was like, yes, you did. I said, this was your idea. It's your birthday. We got to do whatever you wanted to do. What did you want to do? And she goes, so glad that that go to Toot Toot. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. You know, she said, I didn't know they were going to sing to me. I said, well, blame pop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. She hates it. Yeah. It's fun, though. Traumatizing. It's all fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good one. And they had a good, good antique mall there. Like stepping back in history. Crazy stuff. I hadn't seen it. other ones. No mushrooms, though. That's what I'm always looking for. They had a great goddamn time. Paisley mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, other than that, it's been pretty quiet. I got through my first, like, intro basic boy C-sharp teach. Ooh. I'm usually over in JavaScript world all the time. So that was like out of my out of my comfort zone for delivery, you know? Like I'm fine with all the material. It is really like introductory stuff that we should be learning in like junior high or high school courses. Like everybody should be taught uh data types. Everybody should be taught branching structures and looping and just like basic programming. I think it's like there's no reason why it shouldn't be put in there with whatever the fuck social studies and what a what a dumb shit do they jam down our throats? Like well, they, they had computer science classes in my public school, but it was just using Microsoft products. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer classes are all okay. Open up a, a word processor mm-hmm. and type a paper. Mm. Yeah, but what about looping and branching, my friend? But you can change the colors on your Excel spreadsheet. Oh. Uh- Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but it's just the like I know it all, but um, just didn't have a rep of of delivering it. So laying it down felt good. Um, yeah. And now I'm not spending like nights trying to cram for that sort of thing. Practice runs, you know. Yeah. Thank goodness. And you're teaching what you're comfortable with Back again. To right? react, my bread and butter. However. We always taught it using Create React app as the template, and they deprecated that mother. Nobody really knows when it's going to like fully stop working, or if it will even. It'll probably work forever. Mm. Just like one of those other things, probably work forever. But the problem is that you just get all these warnings, and things are yelling at you in the console. You know, It's like, well, you know, it's not supported no more. This isn't supported. Right. So it's like, uh, what are we going to do now? Currently using Veet to uh, install it mm. and get a, just get a basic. There's just like the way I found that I could change as little as possible of the current uh, code base and still lay it down. But I just want to move everything to next anyway. Cause that's kind of the way that things are going in that world. Seems more relevant, but oh, well, it's all right. Nobody cares about that. Um, I'm sure people care. It was like last night was the first time I was able to listen to some podcasts in a really long time. Because I'd just been pulled this way and that. 
and uh, the Hogaroos were having the stream uh, jingly jangles. The machine got in their ghosts. But, uh, heard the behind the schemies. Uh, some of that was able to catch. And um, the highlight was definitely lavish breaking down. So, uh, Sir Seat Sitter reached out to me last week. And he was like, hey, I had this guy on and interviewed him. You should listen and you should tell me if you think this guy's a fed. And wowie zowie, like in the first hour, I was like, yeah. There were a lot of red flags. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can watch this many red flags go by. And I listened to it on lunch because I was just, he, I, he had me intrigued and I thought it would be borderline. And then when I started listening, I was like, dude, this is like, definitely. I think definitely. <laughs> um, but then after that first hour, it kind of chilled out a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. You never know. Everybody's a fed in somebody else's uh, fever dream. Oh yeah. You know, my biggest red flag. Marijuana. Marijuana. Well, there's a way to say it, you know? <laughs> there's a way to say it where you know um, that maybe not. Like if you say it kind of in jest or backhandedly, or if you'll be like, marijuana. If you throw the hua in there. Yeah. I don't know. It's just pot or weed. Or marijuana. Or, you know, you say it funnily. But if you say it without irony and you say uh, something to the effect of, uh, oh, well, you know, I get mine from a doctor. I always go to a doctor. Oh. I'm not a street person. I wouldn't go out and buy illegal drugs. <laughs> oh, when, when, boy. A f- when a fellow puts it in those words, I, uh, the- I, I always have to stroke my chin a little bit and say, hmm. Hmm. Mm. Just the term drug with weed is weird. Mm. Uh, talking about the same plant I am, sir. And Boobery had a little uh, nice bit about friggin' in the riggin'. Not actually. He was... Uh, talking about riggers and how they're not pirates probably <laughs> yar but we think maybe still in our heart of hearts they probably could have been pirates but uh maybe not you never know that's the deep lore you never really know you know you got to pick something to believe in really because how we know how do we know what's going on i don't know what's going on at any given point i don't know what's going on right now i'm just looking at i'm lo- I'm looking at a little piece of paper. I can barely read what I what I wrote on it. Okay. And that's how this show is produced. On my end. If it wasn't for the bowlers out there, there would just be there would surely not be 297 of these things. And that's why we like to thank everybody up front for their contribution, for their value, for their input, and uh all of the above. Yeah, for being a part of the bowl week after week, bowl after bowl. That's right. Uh, Cotton Gin asked me to bump my mouse a little bit, so there you go. (laughs) Can you move your mouse? This is the problem with letting people watch how the sausage is made. Just more uh, more proof. I have no idea what's going on. But these bowlers uh, seem to know and seem to love what we're putting out week after week, bowl after bowl. We do it value for value, which means we just put it out there, and it's yours up front to evaluate, to have a good time with, to uh, try to understand. I don't know. I would say it probably takes a little bit. You probably have to try a few bowls before you get a taste for what the hell's going on in this crazy show. What is your show about? I'm often asked. <laughs> and I just like, I've never had a response in like less than three seconds for that question. Bowling. I usually have to take some time, inhale, think a little bit. Bowling. That's what I say. Show about bowling. I think that really sums it up. If you could do it in one word, 
it would be bowling. Um, and freedom. Bowling freedom. And laughing along the way. We laugh a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we hope you do too. And we thank everybody who sent in Time, Talent, and Treasure. We like to uh, call you bowlers the producers of each and every episode. And I was pulling up the PayPals. We did have a recurring come in from Kevin S. All right, Kevin S. Kevin S. of the central coast of California over there, who hits us with five bucks at the beginning of every month. And that rolled in on the first. We appreciate that very much. Thank you, sir. Thanks for keeping this ball rolling. And uh, I always like to do a refresh just in case, because I've been burned before. And when I get burned, that means actually somebody else gets burned. But no, that's that's up to date. That's the up to date information for you, the bowlers. You can find the PayPal link at the bottom of any page of bullafterbowl dot com, and you can pop in any number or uh, set up one of those recurring things or whatever you want. That's right. Whatever, whatever you believe the value is to you, that's really the question that we can't answer for you. It's a, a question that you have to kind of figure out. Yeah, and we try to keep the value in the bowl. Just goes into. Adding more to this production. That's right. All of the stuff you're seeing, watching, uh, happening in here, it's it's directly from all of that. Yeah, Comes our in, producers. It goes back out. We put it back into the show because we believe that's what you want, bowlers. That's what you show with your value. Uh, yes, we are looking for also some boostograms because there's a brand new way to uh, value for value. And we've been on that mug for a couple years now. Call it uh, podcasting 2.0 with live transfers of value for value via little pieces of Bitcoin over the Lightning Network. And uh, all you got to do to play along is, well, step one is take off all your clothes. Step two is go to nudepodcastapps.com. Step three is pick you out a nude podcast app that supports value. And then you can send a little boostagram, put a little bit of Bitcoin in the Lightning wallet there. And uh, sing this song as you boost. I'm gonna boost some stats. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I usually try to scroll back six days ago, and indeed, I'm seeing a Harv hat. Woo! As the, uh... Our delineator. Delineator. He was boosting for Boost CLI last week. Thank you, Harvat. Oh, the most sovereign way to boost. Boost CLI. No message, just the boost. We appreciate you. He usually hits us just so we have that nice uh, strike sound effect during the outro uh, musical jam slash poke on the board session that the show traditionally ends with. And uh, we very much appreciate that. It's like clockwork. Uh, We've got a lot of homegrown (laughs) hits action. This guy boosts. <laughs> I love that flavor. And I love sc- that flavor. Scrolling through some. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hit the wrong button. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh fuck! I'm gonna need a uh, camera on my board too. I love that flavor. Yeah, I was thinking probably next week. Uh, get the helipad up here somehow visually, Ooh. so we can flip over to a helipad thing. Uh, I can't really do it on the fly because I'm just not that good. Yeah, we also talked about another camera ad. For I'm, some lights. I'm just, I'm not Nick the Rat level. Bull lights. I'm not a fucking rat god in the sewer. I'm just an idiot in his basement trying to make it happen. But yes, uh, the next thing I want also is a camera looking at the little LED 
neon tube fakery that I've got going over on the wall. And then I'm going to get a little conversation, go with Booberry about his uh, awesome lit sign flickering boostagram flickery response situation that he's got going on. It's so fucking awesome. That guy's an absolute monster when it comes to just uh, running with the scissors. Like he takes it to a whole new level and is totally inspirational when it comes to that. So yeah, that's, that's my um, coming soon is coming soon. I'm going to have Booberry teach me how to make the magic of the flicker light boost. And I'm going to uh, get a cacophony going because he's been, uh, Dropping mad hints at me for so long about it, and I do have the code base, and I've 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 kind of perused through it. I'm looking at it. Uh, it can be done. I want to bring in the boost. I want to try and get that fucking boost pop pack. I think it's a, it's a piece of the sauce. So anyway, I'll I'll figure that shit out. I think probably, maybe, potentially, um. C-dubs way long ago when I was first putting the boost IRC together, he recommended running it on a machine and tunneling in to listen to the boost rather than installing it directly on the node. And I think that might just be the only way I can pull it off at this point. Hmm. So that'll be the next round I try of it. I'm going to try to install it on a different machine and then just tunnel through and listen, see if I can figure that out. Who knows? I know that, Eventually, if you bonk your head against a brick wall long enough, you know, it might not come in your it might not come in the time frame that you want, right? But if you're stubborn and you're committed, it will come eventually. It will come eventually. You can't maybe force the time, but you can force the thing. That's what I've learned, at least. You can always make them come. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh so yes, without further oh speaking of a boost we had a anonymous podcast guru user boosting us 100 sats just to the stream or just to the uh, overall feed and thanks anon and then uh, a boost again same anonymous boost uh podcast guru user or different one i don't know it was 100 sats again and it was right back to back so i'm thinking probably the same one but that's the thing about anonymous podcast guru users you never know and then that second boost was uh, specifically to our bowls with buds we did with Booberry. Nice, the most recent one. Speak of the moth himself. Yes, episode two ninety three, where he was live in the bowl. Sweet, which is a good one. If you haven't heard that yet, bowlswithbuds.com will give you a filtered version of all of the bowls with buds episodes that we've done, including that one, which is the latest one. Which, by the way, will be the last one until after the three hundred thing. All, yeah, all of our kind of focus and attention is trying to figure out how to do something special and interesting for that particular one. And suggestions, by the way, are welcome. Uh, we've got a few things that we're potentially flirting with, but uh, yeah, we want to do something fun. And you know, the coolest thing about the bowls with buds is our buds will get their value from that show forever and ever. That's right. In the split, it's another mm-hmm. thing that makes this. Uh, Podcasting 2.0, so kick ass. We got the little split action going on. Uh, speaking of uh, splits and action, I'm, I'm scrolling past some more homegrown hitties. They love it. They love the hits. And arriving at Bowl After Bowl episode 296, that was the last one we did last week. Uh, someone actually 
Aw, someone actually. Boosting a thousand sats out of fountain. Thank you. Someone actually, I saw him hanging out in the chat earlier tonight. Probably still in there. Someone is in the chat right now. And uh, he said, cooler and gooder. Hey. <laughs> you can have a cool and good tombstone, and I'll be right next to you with the cooler and gooder. I just want to always be <laughs> cooler and gooder. I don't ever want to hit that coolest and goodest peak and fall off the mm. cliff on the other side. I just want to keep piece by piece getting cooler and gooder. I love it. Same. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, next up, 4269 from Harv Hat. Harv Hat. Thank who you. Who always rewards uh, a bowler for hitting that live pod ping. Yeah. That's what I love about the chat. By the way, if you're not participating in the chat over on Zero Nodes, the same IRC network that the No Agenda troll room is on. So you can just join a new channel, hash bowl after bowl. We're in there. And uh, it's like it's like the production room is what it is. It's like if you hear uh, the squawk in your ear from a news desk guy, you know, you got a little thing in your ear. That's what uh, the bowl is a lot of the time. It really keeps me on my shit. If I forget something, everybody's ready to chime in and help out, which is just another value for value production uh, position that's that's available. It's like one of the, there's so many different ways, man. So many different ways. And I am so uh so grateful for that i really am i know i always get like uh snarky and sarcastic right but i sincerely do appreciate the production assistance that comes from irc because it it helps the show it really does help keep the show on the rails and we need all the rails that we can get let me tell you uh speaking of rails ten thousand four twenty sats Woo! coming from cotton gin cotton gin Thank you, Cotton Gin. Cotton Gin. We've got a Cotton Gin drop. You've got lots of Cotton Gin drops. Cotton Gin! <gasps> cotton Gin! <laughs> he says, ITB with a bowling emoji. In the bowl. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. We also appreciate Bowly Steed. Bowly Steed. By the way, Cotton Gin hit us from Podverse. Which you can find at podverse.fm. Uh, so did Bowly Steed, who hit us for a thousand sats. Woo! Thank you, Bowly. Bowling emoji. Let's go bowling. Puff of smoke alien head only Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tuesday nights only. Cash me live only Tuesday. If you're listening to this and you're like, I wonder what that own cast thing looks like. Well, it's just live right now. I'm not recording this thing. It's just live. That'll probably be an addendum on my uh, blueberry powwow when I can fit it in. Mm. Is, uh, what, is the, what is the video live tag? I'm sure I can look it up. Mm-hmm. And figure it out, but uh, it's it's wonderful to have a guy who's uh, already seen, been there, done that, who can just tell you what's up. And that's one of the many things I love about boobs. Uh, speaking of many things I love, 8888 Sats coming in, again from Podverse. Bowley Steed. Bowley. She's at it again. Some call her Boosty Steed. Uh, she said, I don't even know what the last boost was. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she also said, uh, wow, I am really high. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it'll have that effect on you. When we say clothing is optional, pot is not. We just mean like, you know, it's, it's around, it's in the air. You got to breathe sometime mm-hmm. in the bowl, my friend. It's not, a side effect of hanging out in the bowl. We're not saying you've got to hit that joint. We're just saying like, you can feel it in the air tonight. That's all. Memes leet. Memes. 
That was our latest boost that I'm seeing in the helipad. Uh, coming in from Podcast Guru, he says, Leap boosting the dame. Woo! And he says, in the bowl, uh, 3DP Pepe, take my sats. Uh, that's 2872 <laughs> sats for the 3D Pepe. <laughs> Sorry, he had to do a little dance. Uh, new project unlocked, he said. Bowling is a great way to take a break from the stresses of everyday life. Pack a bowl and chill, bowlers. And that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. That's right. That's right. You've got to find time to unwind. That's also what we try to bring. It's part of the value we try to bring the bowl, you know? Relaxing, not taking it too seriously, not getting all wound up, worked up. You know, you got to inhale and exhale. And take a beat every once in a while. Or you're bound to just, uh, you know, lose the elasticity of the rubber band, man. You can stretch mm. that shit out. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. A little woosaw every now and then, you know? Woosaw. We try to be in the bowl here. A little woosaw for you. Uh, yes, thank you, bowlers. Yeah. Thanks for all the boosts. We appreciate it. Thanks, memes leaked. We will continue to uh, shout those out as they come in, and you'll hear them smacking over additional pins. Uh, but... As we all know, and as we try to make a huge point on the show, that's not the end-all, be-all for value for value. Oh, there comes another one, 3333, coming in. Magic number. From our boy Servo there. Ah, Servo, thank you. Boosting that live tag from Podverse. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, it's not all about the uh, Monte exclusively. Of course not. Value comes in many forms. The simplest of which is passing the bowl to someone you think will enjoy it. It's someone who, uh, you know, likes bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you're not a golfer. And also hanging out in the chat, as we've already mentioned, the IRC, you can find your way there from the bowlafterbowl.com website or go to the Zero Node IRC and pound bowl after bowl. Free access and just let yourself in. Please put your clothes in a cubby if you want. Uh, you can also make art for the episodes or the chapters. If you have a favorite chapter and you want to see that art get switched around, make some fan art for it, go for it. We're always accepting art submissions. Uh, jingles are great, too. Like you heard the Hey Citizen jingle earlier for boosting sats. And another simple one, simple way to contribute value is to give us a call. Because every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week we want to hear about the first time you ever got bonked on the head while wearing a hard hat. That's right. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right, we'll play it without screening it. So whatever goes, uh, you can say anything. You don't have to answer the FTI. You can just say hi. You can sing a song. You can complain. Whatever. Voicemail line is open. You can also text it or send picture messages. So go for it. What are you waiting for? Lots of options. What we're trying to say. Hit us up. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know what it's all about. Uh, I always let you know what it's all about in the wild and wacky world of Bitcoin. With a little segment we like to call. 
Oh yeah, how do I get all this hooked up? How do I get all this running? How do I uh, have my little toys? How do I accept? How do I monetize my content? <laughs> how do I monetize my content? Well, you know, you can um, lash yourself to some kind of a platform that's going to just try and siphon any little tiny bit of value that you might uh, muster up Bullet. and just suck it right out of your soul and make you check the box that you agree to the license that they own all your bullshit and then as soon as one boob falls out you're done forever or or you set up a node man just uh run the whole run around around the whole system yeah be your own bank well diy action you know do it yourself and that's what we encourage and uh preach here and practice on the bowl and of course we've said this many times no purist you know, I've got uh, other wallets and other solutions. I wouldn't say, like, don't ever use custodial ever. You know, the, pro- the, the point is to not rely on those. You know, your main nut should be something that you own totally and are sovereign over. And then you can use the uh, other things supplementally. You know, you can use them as backups. You can use them to test them out. It's always a good thing if you're a podcast host and you're trying to say... Hey, everybody, use this thing that you, it's something you've used before as well. So you can speak on it with at least some sort of experience. And uh, I always recommend trying out all of the different ways to boost and all the, diff- all the different apps. Uh, I've used most of them. I confess I've not used Podcast Guru. And uh, we've gotten a few more boosts from that lately. So I do have it on my phone. Like I've used it, I've played podcasts, but I've never actually sent a boost from it yet. So that's something else that I've been meaning to do. Uh, and I'll get around to that. But um, the idea is you got to have a home base that you own, that's yours. And the best way to do that is running a node. There is no second best. Uh, we do have an update on the Ring of Fire because I was so determined to launch that in the past week. And then my boy is off in Japan at this big... Uh, I don't know if it's actually big. It's intimate, but the people uh, there are big. Uh, There's some heavy hitters in Japan hanging out and working on some Noster development, which he has been uh, really heavily involved with in the past year. He's behind No Strudel, which is my favorite web client for Noster, by the way. It's the one that makes the most sense and teaches you the most about the protocol. You can actually see what's going on. When you make a post, it tells you, like, the status of all those relays. You try to make a post and you get rejected. It'll tell you why. It's a great, it's a great app. What a concept. He's got features ready to implement that aren't even ready for the Nostra protocol yet. Things like community, Nostra communities that are being uh, proposed and kind of thought experimented out. And Nostra's uh, super early, you know, it's like a barely over a full year that that has even been out and usable and like in the wild. So it's super young. And I have, uh, I, like, um, I'm skeptical by nature of all of these different technologies, but I also remember podcasting 2.0 in the early days, you know? And that was, like, not very fun to use at the very beginning, let me tell you. But oh, when you had to get the Sphinx Tribe rocking? We had the Sphinx Tribe rocking. <laughs> we had uh, a voltage node that we were kind of rent-a-noting. 
And, and we, we had no fucking idea what we were doing. We had to figure it out by doing it. And that's what we encouraged this whole segment. Like, you don't know. Yeah, I like that's the most common thing that people like uh, push back on for ru- running a node or getting into the boostergram scene or the Bitcoin scene in general. It's just like, well, you know, I don't really understand it enough. Yeah, I know. That's why I want you to try it out. Like, you never, you're going to stay in that I don't really understand it much mode. Uh, actually, forever, probably. <laughs> yeah. But definitely, like, it's going to be Chinese in a French accent to you until you at least get in the car and drive around a little bit. Uh, Anonymous hit us. 3333 just now, by the way. Thanks, Anon. From, from Podverse. Podverse. Heck Podverse. yeah. Uh, so thank you. Uh, so yeah, I did have, uh, I spoke to Harv Hat right before the show and he was willing to hop in and Indiana Jones his way into that ring of fire Ooh. to take the place. So I think we'll be able to launch uh, very shortly. I'm not going <laughs> to say the day because I'll fucking jinx myself, but launch very shortly. It's happening. Finally. Praise, praise be. So thank you, Harv Hat, for uh, heeding the call, answering the call. Much appreciated. And if you are looking for liquidity or you're starting a note up and you're getting your first taste, well, let us know. Ring of Fire. I always like to just give the very brief TLDR on it. It's a channel opening strategy. And what it means is when you're first starting out a note, especially, um, having channels open to and from your node is how you are actually able to send and receive the sats. That is how they flow. That is their um, method of transport. Let's say that's what connects you to the rest of the network. So without inbound liquidity, you cannot receive any boosts. And without outbound liquidity, you cannot send any boosts. Now, for a podcaster just starting out or for a musician just starting out and hooking up to the thing, you really don't actually need outbound liquidity if you do not plan to spend on lightning from your node. Maybe you've got some Bitcoin somewhere else or whatever. You say, well, you know, I've got this Podverse wallet that has something in it that I use through Albi, or, oh, I've got Fountain that has a balance in it, or whatever you might have. I don't know. I've got a Breeze app. It's got some sats in there. That's what I boost from. That's totally cool. And then you could set up a node and have uh, people like myself, people like Lorian, who run nodes around here, people like uh, half of these goofies in the chat that we love to death. We could all open channels to you and you can receive without needing to actually have Bitcoin on chain in the game yet. That's the nice news. But if you want some nice connectivity, the Ring of Fire is a way where you open up to each other cooperatively. And uh, I'd explain it even further, but I don't want to put you to sleep just yet. (laughs) That's later in the show. Um, You basically can get two channels for the price of opening one and they both get balanced automatically. And it's not too good to be true because I've done it a bunch of times. I think we've uh, we've deployed uh, 120 million sats to the Lightning Network. Nice so far uh, through our Rings of Fire, and we're gonna keep going. Shit's gonna keep going. This is gonna keep going. This is gonna keep going. So, if you need channels, let me know because uh, if you're just opening a channel. Unless you have a very specific strategy and a very specific node you're trying to open to that you know that those sats are going to flow out and you're going to make some routing fees, it's a good idea to double your money just because, just by cooperating, just by strategizing 
during the open with other people, you can double your capacity for the same amount of sats. It's a no-brainer. Let us know. We'll help you do it. Uh, I did have some interesting news in the Bitcoin world. Uh, Bukele, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Our boy in El Salvador there won his second term, reelected as president of El Salvador. All right. Attained more than 85% of the vote. Man, people really like what he's got going on down there. Murder rates way down. Economy is way up. And uh, they're having a good time. So they like that guy. In a speech to supporters Sunday night from a balcony at the National Palace, Bukele said the opposition had been pulverized and that his party had also won 58 of the 60 seats in Congress. Wow. It's Bukele country down there. He's running, he's running the show. Uh, El Salvador went from being the most unsafe country to the safest now in these next five years. Wait to see what we are going to do, Bukele said. That's exciting. That's cool to see a turnaround like that, especially in a place like El Salvador. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, it's a rough spot for a second there. Pretty rough spot for a long time. Uh, once considered the world's murder capital, El Salvador saw killings fall to historic lows last year. Official figures show the number of Salvadorans caught crossing the U.S. border fell by more than a third hmm. in the fiscal year 2023. So less El Salvadorans fleeing, uh, trying to escape. And uh, there you have it. Uh, so that's interesting. That's fun. A little Bitcoin president there. There's now two in this hemisphere. And the other one, Argentina's uh, Millet. I don't know how to say these guys' names. I apologize. I don't like listen to people say their names very often. So anyway, Millet scraps proposed Bitcoin tax law aimed at incentivizing citizens to declare their holdings. Brought this to you a couple bowls ago. There was a proposal in uh, their Argentinian omnibus bill, basically. Part of it uh, had provisions for an asset regularization scheme that would have allowed taxpayers to legalize Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency holdings without having to provide additional documentation about where the assets came from, basically making it easier to report your Bitcoin holdings. Uh, they just wanted to, well, they thought they wanted to kind of play with making it more enticing to st uh, stack snitch yourself to the government and mm. uh surprisingly people were not that jazzed about it and i think that the feedback was basically like you know we don't give a shit how easy it is more or less uh javier Millet has opted to remove proposed currency uh ta cryptocurrency taxes from a controversial omnibus reform package, it's a strategic move to expedite the approval of the sweeping set of reforms and avoid long debates on matters he deems less critical, according to Decrypt here. Uh, in the case of an individual merely purchasing what the law refers to as, quote, digital currency, does not incur a tax, income tax applies to the profit made from the sale, mm -hmm. there's also a threshold below which no tax is due. Uh, and that's true in the U.S. too. Like the the capital gains are only realized when you sell Bitcoin for dollars again, and you make some money yeah. from from where you bought and where you sold. Which is, you know, probably out of all the things you could do with Bitcoin, would, in my opinion, be the least fun thing you can do. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. I can't speak from experience on what it's like to sell Bitcoin for dollars. I've never done that. So maybe it's a, a lot of fun and I'm just missing out. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. Seems kind of lame to me. 
Uh, what else is going on? Oh, this is my last one here. You ready for this one? Oh, I'm ready. First LDK hackathon is happening on March 13th through 15th at Advancing Bitcoin in London. Ooh. LDK hackathon is an LDK node-focused hackathon to facilitate the building of lightning applications. So, you know, the lightning cool. network is dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as a result, they are launching completely new hackathons, uh, building lightning apps, which is great. It's, it's fantastic news for all of us. Uh, availability is limited, Lightning devs. So get your signups. Here's the pitch. Are you ready to supercharge your skills and dive into the exciting world of Bitcoin's Lightning Network? Join us for a groundbreaking hackathon that will empower you to harness the power of LDK and reshape the future of digital uh, money. Digital money. <laughs> Dev post uh, announced. Open to all individuals interested in Bitcoin and Lightning development. All caps here, so it's important, people. Must be registered and have purchased a hackathon ticket to attend. Limited number of tickets available. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's always a gotcha. Pay to play. There's always a gotcha. You got to buy your ticket. You got to get the little lanyard thing. <laughs> yeah. Got to get your little lanyard thing. Cost you a couple hundred bucks, but you might get a free t-shirt. You might see a booth, babe. Mm. Might see a booth, babe, or two. Never know. And you'll leave with lots of advertisement. That's right. Someone will pitch you on uh banana coin. Some Pickle other coin. fucking bullshit, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not there though. Yo, man, you can get a exclusive airdropped NFT uh if you give me your email address. Poo at p dot com. <laughs> anyway, I want to try to keep it a little bit uh, lean. A lean evening. Wow. For the shit stain. Which means that uh, we get to now go to my favorite part of the show. Top three, 33. All right. All right. <laughs> 33% of my top three 33 stories tonight do not concern the ongoing war in the Middle East. So Hot I'll start there. Diggity damn. Wowie zowie. 33 people were arrested in Charlotte County, Florida over a drug bust. Yes, this was one of those operations with the goofy names. Oh, man. We had bad candy in my town. Ugh. That was the one that really stuck out to me. Out of all those operations with dumb names, uh, they did it on Halloween day. Operation wow. Bad Candy. Yeah, Operation Bad Candy. That's lame. Yeah. This well, was Operation Restart. I don't know what they're restarting, but... <laughs> I think it was more like, restart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... There were 64 cases of suspects selling, delivering, and possessing fentanyl, methamphetamine, and or cocaine. Then they gave the listing of all the drugs they seized in grams, which really frustrated me. 3,300 grams of meth, which is over 7 pounds. I like smaller numbers, personally, so 7 pounds. 181 grams of fentanyl, 550 grams of coke, which is over a pound, uh, 3,284 grams of codeine, seven, this one really gets me, 7,865 grams of marijuana, which is 17 pounds, give or take a little nug. A lean evening. And then uh, 76 pills. Containing things like oxycodone, Xanax, Dilaudid. So yeah, big oof for Florida men and women who got busted this week. 33 of them. Youch. Uh, and as I said, my other two stories take us to the Middle East. 
coming out of the Jerusalem Post, we had a story about Hezbollah rocket that it says the Hezbollah rocket barrage barrage leads to 33 sirens <laughs> in largest recent attack. <laughs> and then uh, the sirens, they, they look and sound cute at first. Yeah. Then you show up in their nest and oh my God. And then they start saying, you know, red alert. Oh, red oh shit. Alert. Red it's alert. a red alert for Barrage. There is a gay guy. Uh-oh. Gay guy alert. The gay guy said Barrage instead of Barrage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> finally, 33 suspects were arrested throughout uh, Israel's West Bank overnight. This was two nights ago. And uh, following the arrests, the security forces confiscated an undisclosed amount of terrorist funds and a bag of ready-to-use Molotov cocktails. A bag of them. Fat sack. Mm-hmm. Ready to use. But anyway, let's go uh, behind the curtain, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> Sweet curtain. So, <laughs> my first story this week comes out of the LA Times. This is a doozy. And uh, I have archived it so everyone can read the full coverage. Because it's a great story. Uh, a happy ending. 17 years in the making. This is the story of Charlie Lynch, who opened a medical dispensary in California in 2006. And he was no stranger to pot. He used it to treat cluster headaches. And he thought, hey, if this helps me, I bet it could help other people. Lots of examples of people that weed helps and there's a lovely picture of him in this article um, with a ribbon cutting ceremony for his dispensary with the mayor a city attorney members of the chamber of commerce you know and uh, it was called central coast compassionate caregivers but 2006 different time you know legalization landscape wasn't as fleshed out as it is although you know federally illegal so Schedule One Controlled Substances Act. Bowlers don't need to be reminded, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, so in 2007, a year later, feds started investigating Charlie Lynch under George W. Bush. And the DEA showed up with a search warrant on the dispensary and his home. And they went on to seize 100 plants from the sales room and, of course, take all of his money, all the cash. So in July of 2007, a couple months later, oh, he gosh, was baby. arrested. Yeah, because they can't work with banks because it's federally illegal. So everything's done in cash. And Lynch was indicted on several counts. Conspiracy to manufacture, which is gross. That just means you're growing weed. You're growing a plant. You're manufacturing a plant, man. That's the <laughs> sound of manufacturing weed. Yeah. I guess. Uh, of course, possession of pot, uh, intent to distribute, because, yeah, it's a dispensary. Um, providing pot to people under the age of 21, <laughs> but row. let it be known that they had medical recommendations from doctors. Right. But still. Uh-oh. <laughs> Think of the children. The 18-year-old children. Uh, and maintaining a drug premises. That's my favorite one. Oh, God. A drug premises. 
very uh, scary sounding, man. They want you to be uh, really freaked out. This whole um, thing is very, very spooky. Yeah. So, a couple months later, in the year of 2008, he had his trial. And in his trial, they tried to paint him as a common drug dealer. You know, selling weed to teenagers, carrying a backpack yeah. filled with cash. Parking in the school parking lots. <sighs> yeah, just a threat to the community who had the mayor at his ribbon-cutting ceremony when he opened his business. And so he was convicted in August on five counts of violating federal drug laws, August 2008. A year later, the judge, whose last name was Wu, Judge Wu, sentenced him to one year and one day in prison. Very lenient, because the mandatory minimum is five years. So he appealed, and that's a bold move. In my opinion. True. But I'm glad he did it. Uh, so, of course, the government cross-appealed. <sighs> and they said, oh, you want to appeal? Okay. You need to serve five years in prison because that's the mandatory minimum. You broke federal law, dude. Uh, fast forward, I shit you not, almost a decade. September 2018. This ball finally starts rolling again. Now, he hasn't been imprisoned, but... Because he has these federal convictions over his head, well, he lost his dispensary. He can't get a new job. He can't rent a place, can't buy a place. So he's pretty down and out this whole time. Moves in with his mom. You know, this man is now in his 60s, for what it's worth. So in September 2018, the Ninth Circuit Court upheld the conviction and found that Lynch was required to be sentenced to the five-year minimum. Uh, noting a dispute whether his activities were illegal under state law and then sending it back to Judge Wu, who was very lenient on him the first time around. Right. So July 2022, we got four more years added here. Of course, more than the scamdemics going on and everything. He's got a new public defender and she files a motion to stop the government from spending money on prosecuting this case because we're at nearly two decades with millions of dollars on the taxpayers' bills for both the prosecution and his, you know, public defenders. So he had a trial scheduled uh, for 2023. The prosecutor was blowing deadlines, which I know, no surprise there. Uh, he missed a court hearing even. He was almost sanctioned for his horrible performance, and he ended up having to make a declaration to the court about it. Um Four days before the trial, he filed a motion, uh, or his public defender, Lynch's, filed a motion to dismiss, and that's when the prosecutor got back four days before the hearing and said, uh, we're going to deny this, and I need you to reschedule the hearing. Judge Wu said, hell no, we're rolling into 2024 at this point in time. We're not delaying this anymore. And this takes me to last Tuesday, when his hearing finally happened. 17 years later. Jesus. And the hearing lasted hours and hours. Judge Wu did not rule on whether or not Lynch complied with California state law. Uh, and then Tuesday afternoon, a filing came in uh, from the prosecutor. It was the 569th item in the docket. And it offered Lynch a plea deal. The plea deal was that if he agreed to plead guilty to misdemeanor possession of pot, prosecutors would recommend a time-served sentence so he wouldn't have to spend a day in jail. 
So obviously he said yes, <laughs> and he took that plea deal. Get it over with. And now taxpayers are, are done spending money on this nonsense. Incredible. What a saga. I know. Horrible. Uh, there's a documentary out about it. Um, it's older, though. It's from a couple years ago called Lynching Charlie Lynch. So I wonder if they'll do a sequel uh, that gives the happy-ish ending to the case. I mean, two decades losses. That sucks. No doubt. Um, in Arkansas, the attorney general there has rejected the initial version of this ballot initiative that would have amended Amendment 98, which went into their constitution in 2016. And what the initiative says is, like, if weed becomes federally legal, Arkansas will trigger a recreational market since mm. they just have medical right now. The attorney general says that it was improperly formatted and overly ambiguous. My favorite part of it, though, is that it makes it legal for patients to home grow now, which should have been included right. in the initial language that was passed in 2016, but people will never learn. And um, so drafters are working on a revision and will be resubmitting it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, once you're on someone's bad side, you know, they can just really make it hell for you. Look at Christy Noem. They passed medical and rec all in the same time. Didn't get their weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you remember Ease? E-A-Z-E? A bit. This yeah. was a weed delivery service. Right. It was like an app. And back in 2021, the CEO and a few other maybe developers or dudes on the team were found guilty of tricking the credit card companies into processing transactions for weed. Tricky, tricky. Mm-hmm. Originally, one of these guys was told to pay $100,000 in penalties, but the judge just decided to increase his penalty from $100,000 to $17 million, which was sought by the government. I was pretty excessive, I think, uh, because no one actually lost money in that scheme. Right. You know? Yeah, they <laughs> signed up for a vendor account and they, they were a customer. Yeah. Just they, like everybody else. So they made a bunch of fake companies, you know, to try and kind of blend the money I see. to go through the credit cards, even <clears throat> though like, it was no, coming dog, from dispensaries. We're, we're not a weed business. We're this other thing. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Run a node, run a node. <laughs> the, uh, the judge mentions, well, I granted him some leniency because I'm allowing him to pay only 5% of his monthly income toward the penalty instead of forcing him to pay the forfeiture in full, which no one could do. Right. And he's also in prison right now. Very hard to pay money you don't have. Yeah. He's currently serving a two and a half year prison term. So what? If you get a job in prison, you're making five cents an hour or something. Wild. <sighs> the Wild West. Wild West of weeds, still. Oh, there was a case that got restored over the seizure of two children in California. Um, and the judge kind of uh, flopsided it around. Essentially, these two kids, one with autism were taken from their parents because the nine-year-old with autism was being treated with some kind of weed oil. 
the child had a medical recommendation from a doctor, but it's a kid and the state doesn't want to see kids on pot. Right. They also, the... You got to get on uh, Ritalin. Social services workers claimed that they had statements from a teacher at the girl's school who said that the girl was clearly under the influence of pot. Well, they finally got the deposition done with the teacher and the teacher says she said no such thing. So social services was making shit up. Crazy. So... I thought they were angels only in there. Yeah. So the Court of Appeals reinstated action against the County of Los Angeles and the three social workers um, and kind of, you know, flipped it around. They also were like, hey, you said that she didn't have medical uh, recommendations for weed, but here it is. Here's the doctor's recommendation. So, hmm. Mm. Hmm, You guys uh, submitted a bunch of false statements, you say. The only thing that they didn't side with the parents on um, was that they were trying to claim you couldn't pull a child out of class for an interview, like, you know, law enforcement interview. And the judge said, well, you can do that, (laughs) which is really scary. (laughs) They talked to the younger sibling, a five-year-old. I'm sorry, but that five-year-old certainly needs an attorney present. And also, a five-year-old should not be expected to know, to say, I need an attorney. Right. I have conversations with a five-year-old and a six-year-old every day that are, you know, they kind of let you lead them. Mm -hmm. You can very easily lead a five- and six-year-old into saying some ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I would definitely. They have great imaginations that run wild. Mm -hmm. And they trust you because you're an adult. So, like, if you tell them something some way doesn't really matter how outlandish it is. They're just like, oh, yeah, it must be that way then. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the terms they use don't mean what they think they mean. And it, it can sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. In Miami Beach, the city commissioner has gone ahead and recriminalized pot ahead of spring break oh my god that's right it was decrim so if you got caught with some pot like 20 grams or less you would get a hundred dollar fine but uh the quote was we're shutting the door on spring break recriminalizing marijuana and imposing our strictest consequences for reckless behavior the anything goes party atmosphere is over whoa that's from Commissioner Alex Fernandez. He must be very fun at parties. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So now, if you get caught smoking weed in public, you are going to face 60 days in jail and a $500 fine. (laughs) How to kill your local economy in one easy step. Ugh. Miami. Miami. What are you doing? Miami. What are you doing? Florida. (laughs) That'll definitely solve the spring break issues. And the Florida man issues to boot. Because, you know, it's all <laughs> stemming around the weed thing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not alcohol at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Beer, beer, beer. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. It's wild. Wild times. Uh, Maryland regulators are now facing a lawsuit challenging their social equity licensing process. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is coming from attorney Jeffrey Jensen. He's the one that brought New York State to a screeching halt when it came to distributing licenses. Now he's in Maryland doing it too and representing his wife. Yep. He's using the same argument as he has in New York, which is that the social equity 
process is unconstitutionally discriminating against applicants from out of state. Which, yeah, it limits you to certain zip codes. It says, hey, if you live in this zip code for 10 plus years, 5 plus years, whatever, you get priority. You are pushed to the top. Is it unconstitutional? Guess that's up for a judge to decide. And then something interesting came out in Boston this week. Um, So Shannon O'Brien from the cannabis board up there left just out one day really quick kind of weird not sure she's been replaced yet but the boston globe got a hold of a federal subpoena that had been served to her part of a grand jury investigation into suspected violations of federal criminal law and they requested her personnel file and all the contents of her emails Rot row. Oh no. So something's going on there. Something for sure was Shannon O'Brien. Smells bad, man. Yeah. Doesn't smell good. Um, you know what's up in Nebraska? <laughs> no. Uh lawmakers are trying to close what they call the THC loophole. Oh Jesus. They want to ban Delta all the THC products. Right. You know, Delta 8, Delta 10, blah blah blah. They're saying yeah, you know, the Farm Bill 2018 legalized hemp, not THC. And it's like, well, you know, 0.3% yeah, it's the less def- it's their definition, of man. Delta 9 THC is mm-hmm. hemp, mm-hmm. which makes all the other it's <laughs> deltas. Tough. It's tough to really draw that line when they're the same fucking plant, my people. It's the same shit. So uh, yeah, it becomes a little bit uh, ridiculous. There was a committee meeting. You know, discussing the bill um, last week, last Thursday, and the attorney general showed up and said a very what I feel is Nebraskan thing. I will play it for you from his mouth to your ears. I think Nebraska, if we are the last day, good, because I think we'll be an oasis for people who want to get away from some of the, uh, the negative impacts that a lot of these states who have been well-meaning have, have actually not experienced. Yeah, everybody's fleeing to Nebraska for sure because of the evil pot laws. That's definitely what's going down. <laughs> the oasis of no pot. But he flubbed. He say, he says like, oh, you know, these well-meaning states, he says that they are not experiencing the negative things they are not experiencing. Oh? Yeah, I shit you not. I'll play it again. I think Nebraska, if we are the last state, good, because I think we'll be an oasis for people who want to get away from some of the... Uh, the negative impacts that a lot of these states who have been well-meaning have have actually not experienced. Have actually not experienced. Oh, the truth wants to come out. <laughs> wow, how about that? Yeah. Oops. Prohibitionist. Oh, my L. God. Big L on Big your L. forehead. <laughs> Wamp womp. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks, Saroma, for tipping me off to that. They had quotes from him in all these articles. Oh, shit, I accidentally got it right. I just kept reading it and i'm like there's no way this guy said this we want to be the oasis come on i had i said if i'm gonna bring the story i need to hear it from the guy himself reminds so, me of those uh tourism com- tourism commercials omaha puts out they're like visit um, omaha and then they like show people like in a metal tub floating on a river Woo! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you can't, can't do that anywhere else <laughs> let me tell you we got metal tubs you can hop in on a river and they made that little purple backpack monster to try and reel the kids in. 
And our kids saw that commercial once and were like, that thing is scary. What the heck? Do they have monsters there? There's monsters in Omaha? <laughs> yeah, Tourism Board says yes. Tourism Board <laughs> is making some interesting decisions for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Oh, my. Um, New York is being slapped with two new lawsuits against the way it's handing out licenses. But uh, it, I'll just say one of them is a group of women challenging the way that their randomized, allegedly randomized lottery system uh, worked. In New York! But the federal court in New York, the judge there denied the temporary restraining order on licenses from the lawsuit we discussed last bowl. I don't know if these two lawsuits are trying to stop them also. And if that requires more federal court intervention, I'm guessing it does. But man, New York is a mess. What a slow rollout. And they were really very New York style. You know, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it the best. We're going to have the best legalization. It's the toppity top. And then like, where is it? New York famous for their kick-ass government and laws. New York was even talking about farmers markets. I was pretty excited for them. They were doing really trying to do it. And then that all got shut down. You know, they had a date and everything. And then they decided "Eh, it's too risky and not exactly legal. Hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, what's that going to (laughs) stop? Just come to the bowl. They still got them little trucks on every corner. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure they do. Keep it in lockdown. How are you going to whack them all weed out of existence? You can't. You can't. That's right. It's been as, tried. As long as there's Johnny Pot seed out there, you can't. You can't. And the seeds are federally legal. I've got a DEA letter that says so. <laughs> uh, Providence, Rhode Island. The city council gave unanimous approval for the nation's first state-sanctioned safe consumption site. Oh, boy. Lil Rhodey. Little road doing it when California couldn't. Red Island. Yeah, what's crazy is there was legislation signed in 2021 that said we should establish an overdose prevention center, and here we are, three years later, slated to open this summer, 2024, and primo location right next to the hospital campus in Providence. So you know, I <laughs> do you need to go to the hospital. Or do you need to go over here with the drug experts? I mean... I was reading about it. It's a huge building, too. Uh, But they were saying, you know, yeah, you bring your drugs, and you bring the drugs. We won't supply the drugs. You bring the drugs. There's got to be limits, right? We will help you safely do the drugs. I don't think there's limits. It just says that you bring in your illicit narcotics. And they've got, you know, test strips there and someone will test it for you. They have, of course, the overdose reversal medicines there. Uh, Nurses on call ready to bring you to the hospital if you get really fucked up. Uh, Basically go in there for a state sanctioned babysitter. (laughs) Spark one up. Boy, that sounds like fun. And, you know, if you like puke all over yourself or poop your pants or something, someone else will clean it. Well, I mean... (laughs) You almost had me there. Yeah. <laughs> clean needles, clean straws, everything you need. I don't, 
<laughs> you know, I'm not seeing anything about bowls though, but who the fuck would go in there with weed? Yeah, they want they want the They want the hardcore shit. They want injectables going through that door. Yeah. We've got the syringe. You bring your heroin. And you can get really high under these fluorescent lights that make you feel nauseous just by existing. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. See how it goes. I, I think I it won't. would be funny. No, I won't personally see, <laughs> but I will be reading headlines about it all the way. Certainly. I just think it would be interesting if not a single person ever went in there. Or if the only people that did go in there were looking for the drugs. <laughs> Y'all gonna need that hair on? Hair on. <laughs> I need the poison. Give me that poison stat. <laughs> but then joke's on you because if you try to suicide in there, they're just gonna wheel you over to the hospital and bring you back. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, this is a safe consumption site. Can't go dying and shit. Exactly. We're here for the safety and the effectiveness. We'll teach you how to do the drugs properly, how to inject it correctly, but... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, then you're on your own. And on. It's so weird. It is very a strange concept. It's like, is there a big demand for this? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there is. <laughs> the problem with prohibition is that there's no education going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, even with weed, I guess maybe there are young people or normies or midwits who might actually call it marijuana. Maybe that's the only thing they've ever called it or, you know, heard it called by is they just read. And they don't have, I don't know. It's don't just know. weird. Like I'm such a fucking niche weirdo hard. that I don't know. Yeah, exactly. What, what most people do. I have no idea what most people are up to. <laughs> and for that, I'm thankful <laughs> because I am not most people. That's oh, for sure. My good God in heaven. Oh, but oh, another attorney general popping up behind the curtain tonight. This time from Texas because their AG is trying to overturn all the voter-approved decriminalization laws. Oh, here we go again. That's five different cities he's attacking. And I've got a quote from him. I should have grabbed a clip, but this one I just trusted the journalist. This is maybe a mistake. But he said, uh, this unconstitutional... I'm trying not to do a voice either. This unconstitutional action by municipalities demonstrates why Texas must have a law to follow the law. It's quite simple. The legislature passes every law after a full debate on the issues, and we don't allow cities the ability to create anarchy by picking and choosing the laws they enforce. Bro. Okay. We've got a... So lame. Have a law that enforces the law. This law says you gotta follow the law. Oh, fuck. Let's not pass that and keep anarchy. I didn't know it was even in play. Anarchy. I voted for anarchy. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, blessings. Lubbock, Texas, will be voting on a decrim measure in May. So he'll have to add that to his list, oh, too. He's going to go on another rampage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, we talked about it last, Bull. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice did indeed sign the bill to legalize drug testing strips oh boy so you may test your drugs it's a step in the to right see if they're the drugs you bought after all it's a step in the right direction Ba-da-da-da. it's a step in the right direction after all yeah that's what we call it here in the bowl step in the right direction we're gonna take them where we can get them i guess unbelievable 
that we need a law to say that you can test your substances mm-hmm. that are unlawful. Just, just delete, delete the laws. All of them. Delete, <laughs> delete these laws. Repeal all laws now. <laughs> <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> I just want a free market. Uh, well, you know? yeah, that would be kind of cool. Start if we repeal prohibition, I'll be a happy bowler. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, let's just start there. That's a simple ask. Yeah, I don't want to see rescheduling. I want to see descheduling, but ideally, just psh, get rid of the Controlled Substances Act. That thing is outdated. Mm-hmm. It was a bad idea from the start. It's been a bad idea ever since. Yeah, but Big Pharma loves it. Oh yeah, no doubt. Oh, lots of power players love it. That's why it's in play. <sighs> That's right. No, that's all I've got for my behind the curtain segment tonight. All right. Well, thanks for the tour. Oh, anytime. Across the nation. Some exciting developments. And some not so exciting developments, of course, but you know. Par usual. You'll be on top of it this whole time. Always. I ride on top. (laughs) (laughs) I like to be in there. You know, Rev, he rides in the driver's seat. Hell yeah. Great Sir Rev Cyber Trucker. And uh, he gives us a brand new metal moment each and every week for your ears to enjoy. Let's hear what he's uh, cooked up for us this week. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Prior to his work as an associate producer for Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, Kirk Thatcher worked for Industrial Light and Magic as a prop maker and a sculptor on two other Star Trek films, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan and Star Trek III The Search for Spock. But perhaps you know him better as that lovable orange mohawked punk on the bus in Star Trek IV. But I bet you didn't know that he also wrote and sang the song that he was listening to on the bus. To achieve an authentic gritty punk sound, Thatcher and company moved into the hallway of the sound studio where the post-production sound work was being done in order to record the song. They also used the lowest quality microphones and instruments they had available to enhance the illusion that the song was being recorded live at a punk club. From the 1986 film Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, this is Edge of Etiquette with I Hate You.
Oh yeah, well we don't hate you. We love the Rev. That's right. Great, great pick. But we all need that song because we feel it, especially when driving. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, I can sing that one all, <coughs> all the commute long. That's where the hate in the heart comes in. <laughs> and that's Sharing why we road. use music to cleanse it. That's right. Music soothes the uh, savage driver. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's why we love the metal moment so much. You can follow Sir Rev Cybertrucker on the Fettyverse. He's moved to a new location. That's right. He's at Sir Rev Cybertrucker at RevCybertrucker.com. Give him a follow. Do it up, do it up. Uh, we appreciate you, Rev, and all that you bring to us. We also appreciate those pins being knocked down. We had a couple of them during the curtain segment, and just another one that you just heard. Uh, it started off with Circus Media. Oh, Circus Media. 4,200 sets. Woo, thank you. That little 420 out of zero action. Very He's nice. boosting from Podverse. And uh, he said, boosting the bowl, so much fun, I can't believe it's still legal. <laughs> much love circus media well circus media we're not so sure it is either we just kind of rolling with it uh bully steed is up next bully bully boosty steed bully steed uh 3333 Woo! coming in from fountain she says plants don't ask for permission where to grow neither should you amen based yep Based Bully Steed. And then uh, just now you heard some pins smash around for uh, 10,010. Woo! 10010 sats from Circus Media. Again, out of Podverse. We appreciate you, sir. Hell yeah. Thanks, Circus Media. And you listening now, whether live or in the future, if you boost during the metal moment, 99% of that goes to the Rev Cybertrucker directly. And 1% stays in the bowl, so we can give you a producer credit forever and always. That's right. That's right. Speaking of producers, we have some producers that are communicating with a little text line, which is easy to interact with on any kind of telephone device, old or new. You just got to punch in those 10 digits, 816-607-3663. Uh, usually what we do is we talk a little bit about, uh, the first time we ever did something. The first time I ever. This one, this week happens to be the first time I ever bumped my head, got bonked on the head. <laughs> first time I ever got head bonked while wearing a hard hat, which is sure to bring up some interesting memories. Uh, I don't know. Depending, I suppose, on the quality of the hard hat. Mm. You might not remember the first time, <laughs> but, uh... We're also happy to indulge you in listening to the uh, story of how you forgot it. If you call up 816-607-3663. Some bullers are texting in, too. Uh, Hakuna Matata says the text line, one of those probably spots the spook. <laughs> nice. Hmm. Spot the spook. Spottable. Spooks, they can be spottable sometimes. They glow. Yeah. You can tell by that aura around them. That bright green neon. Uh, piss. Texter hit us with uh, a mysterious YouTube link, which I'll probably have to watch later. Um, something about oh, <laughs> the hidden story of Nazi drug abuse. Oh my! Marching on meth. Owie zowie. In 1938, a drug called Perv- pervitin was created in Nazi Germany. This drug was distributed to German soldiers during the course of World War II, and Hitler was no exception to these drug highs. 
receiving drug cocktails from his personal physical, uh, I, I assume they meant to say physician, Theodore Morrell. This film explores the use of drugs in World War II and looks at the potential side effects that drugs could have had on Hitler soldiers in the war itself. Well, there you go. We'll add that to the show notes. Hell yeah. Uh, hat tip to Dr. Sir Mike Crotch. Thank you, sir. A little Mikey Roch action coming in with some interesting tidbits. I appreciate that. That was, uh, some fun uh, visuals. We also had uh, Sir Candanavian hitting us with dirt bikes are fun for kids, too. He's got a little photo here of some kids parking dirt bikes next to this beautiful mountain scene. Hell yeah. And that just looks like a hell of a blast there. That sure does. That looks like the life. Appreciate all the updates from our bowlers out there in bowler world. That text line's on all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's Uh a very good boy or girl in that picture, too. Mm -hmm. A big old dog. Big old doggy. Yeah, so, you know, we don't watch it 24-7, but it still receives your messages. And then we'll listen to them and read them and et cetera them. uh, In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, which we are regularly climbing into at least every Tuesday night. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, here's the first caller. Woo-hoo. Can't wait. Yeah. Dead air. Oh, there we go. Oh. Hello, Dame DeLorean. Hello. Spencer. Hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, so I only had one job where I had to, that I can, yeah, one job where I had to wear a hard hat all the time. Got it. And then, uh, but that was pretty short lived. And then, uh, on the other jobs, I don't think I ever had, because sometimes I've had stuff where it's like, you might, there might be some requirement like, hey, you're on this job site, side of thing, kind of deal, and you got to wear one, but I don't think I was ever actually, I got to have to be on one where I had to wear a hard hat for anything else. So anyway, with all that said, and you're not caring, um, yeah, Aww. never happened. Well, um, I think he forgot. Most of the time, the <laughs> one job that was only, it was only, I think it was only there for like a few months, um, but uh, just because, uh, like a trial basis as far as like that position goes and just end up not being worthwhile for them. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, technically you're around, you're around stuff. So like if you're in certain areas of the place, like there's potential, you know, something actually falling, but yeah, for me, I don't think I ever had anything happen. I mean, by the most cases, like I'm already a tall fella mm-hmm. and, uh, over six foot. So like, you go add on that the hat to the helmet or the hard hat, and uh, so like I might have like bumped into something because like oh now I'm even taller and kind of, you kind of forget kind of deal. But uh, you yeah, nailed it. Nothing, nothing <laughs> that stood out. So I'll just I'll give it a good old typical never. So and you know what? I still haven't ordered a motorcycle since last week. Weird. Anywho, I I be that. So I just saw on the gonna say NAS on the. On the Mastodon, on the Fediverse, or whatever, that you guys, it looks like you guys are actually like live video, so I'm going to check that out for a minute or so. There you go. But, uh, yeah, anyhow. Right. Gaze into the weirdness. And, uh, you know, whether or not you got a hard hat on, or you just got a hard head, or, or something, go ahead and give a hearty. Cuckoo! We got the first part. That's right. Cuckoo! Cuckoo, indeed. Yeah, thank you, Kakaller. Appreciate you. And I'm glad we got to hear some of that Kakaw this time. I love Christopher Battles turning the F-Ties into a Never Have I Ever drinking game. 
He's going to win. I get hammered every time. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yep. You play with Christopher Battles, you're going to get drunk. Uh, you ever get, I mean, not get drunk. You ever get bonked? <laughs> the hard hat? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I do remember. It was just last year that I ever, for the first time, got bonked on the noggin while wearing a hard hat. And this would be our John, our little wolf cub. He's got a whole baby tool set with a hard hat. And I put it on, foolishly, the hard hat. He put it on me, only for me to find out that he wasn't trying to build anything that day. He was trying to put that hard hat to the test. So he took his little baby hammer and just started swinging at it. (laughs) Just bonking me on the head with his little plastic hammer. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) That is not what tools are for. Yeah, hard hats just in case, man. Yeah, I was glad he put it on me first, though. Uh, Didn't just start swinging that hammer. At least there was that. Don't give me hammer trauma, man. Icy Grills in the chat says, I always feel like such a fag talking into an answering machine. Oh. Oh, come on. But the answering machine loves it. Come on, does this sound like a fag to you? Yo, it's Icy. I just love you guys. (laughs) No way. Mm Mm-mm. No way. Sounds like a man. (laughs) (laughs) And a wonderful bowler. No doubt. Uh, The one and only Icy Grills. This next caller might have got bonked. You know, it's icy. Uh, hey. First time I ever got bonked in the head was probably by some douchebag co-worker. Um, I don't really remember that. But the first time I remember getting hit on the head with a, a hard hat on from actual work, an accident was just a couple weeks ago. Uh-oh. And a gigantic pry bar came oh, down shit. and smoked me in the head. And it didn't hurt at all. Very God nice. bless the hard hat. Yes. I love you, Spencer. <laughs> Love you, Icy. Job less the hard hat. <laughs> There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, much love, brother. Thanks for the call. What a timely uh, F tie. Seriously. Feel Icy. Wow. Huh? Just last week. Just last week. Well, I'm glad that you were wearing that hard hat so that you're not a bowl of jello right now oh. and you can still chat and interact. Because that would be a sad loss. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Not having no icy grills in the chat. Gotta have them icy grills. Yeah. Not icy jelly. Yeah. Not not it wouldn't room be temperature icy, jello. Yeah. yeah. It'd just be blah 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 blah. Yeah. Hmm. If I wasn't wearing the hard hat, maybe shit I say would start making <laughs> sense, he says. <laughs> icy grills makes nothing but sense. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Emphasis on the butt sense. <laughs> But um, what about you, Spence? I actually was on a job site one time where we like we didn't really wear hard hats as a rule, mm. but there was some in the truck or whatever, and it was like a couple of days I had one on, because uh, we had this new guy around and he was uh, I don't know, kind of it was just like one of those things where oh we're supposed to wear gloves, oh we're supposed to wear a hard hat kind of thing. One of those, yeah. A rule follower. Exactly. And so it was less annoying just to put a hat on. <laughs> but thank God, because he also didn't know what he was doing. Oh. He's carrying a mic. We call them microlamb. I don't know uh, exactly any other term for them, but it's basically this big-ass beam that you use for the load-bearing beam 
that runs across like the center of a house between the basement and the first floor. This is enormous, heavy, fucking dense board. And it's just like turning around with one. And like, if you manage to pick one up, which is already kind of a feat, and you start spinning around with it, you're just going to keep spinning. Like, you oh, need no. to get it going and then get ready to stop it, is kind of how you turn around with one while it's being picked up. Uh, <laughs> you just went with it and kept going and just caught oh. me boom, right in that head. And I was like, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe dude had a point. While he's here, we should wear hard hats. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. He didn't last long. Mm. They never do. Imagine my shock. They never do. Turns out. Uh, the voicemails didn't last long either. Aww. This was a niche topic, let's be honest. I knew that picking it last week. I was like, you know what? It just tickles my pickle at this current moment, so I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I'm going to cross it off the list. But it worked out. Icy was just right in that time slot. Something was singing to me in the universe, I think. Yeah. Synchronicity. You knew. Uh, something, yeah. Something we knew. Should we pick out our F-tie for next week? I think that's a solid option we should uh, consider. Well, we had the first time I ever played Super Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. I, t- I said that tonight, didn't I? Yeah, you did. First time I ever backed up a trailer. First time I ever gave up something for Lent. Mm. First time I ever rode a mechanical bull. First time I ever experienced no one ever loving me. First time I ever experienced a fight or flight. First time I ever got caught in a lie. First time I ever stepped on a thumbtack. First time I ever plunged a toilet. First time I ever had dim sum. First time I ever went magnet fishing. First time I ever had cornbread or quiche. First time I ever got waxed. First time I ever Korean barbecued. First time I ever been shot at. First time I ever got a shot in the ass. First time I ever had a recurring dream. First time I ever licked a battery. First time I ever went to the mountains or climbed a mountain. C-Dub suggests in the chat. Let me type that out. Went to the mountains or climbed. First time I ever licked a battery. First time I ever put a pouch in my mouth. First time I ever put a sack in my mouth. <laughs> Let's go with the uh, lick the battery, man. Okay, first time I ever licked a battery. Yeah. Here we go. Put on your hard hats. We're licking batteries in here. I think that's a great one. It's time. That's been uh, simmering for a little <laughs> <Gosh>. bit. <laughs> yeah, you waited till there was video. <laughs> first time. I'm yeah, trying to edit. Did, we've never did a live F-tie. Mm. Mm. You could make bowl after bowl history. I could, just like I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, first time I ever uh, licked if, a battery. We want to hear about it. What if I've never licked one? Um, oh, there's a first time for everything. They're quite cheap. They got them at like drugstores, Walmarts. 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 You got them at uh, whatever. But your local pack, you might have a fucking stand there, kid. Get yourself a nine volta. See what it's all about. <laughs> See what it's all about. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. Just a little taste. That's all. A little lick. Mm-hmm. A quick lick, as we call it in the business. Quick lick. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Well, you know what that means. Yes, I do. We got a quick lick on down to the lanes. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. I'm gonna start off 
with another Nebraska story for this evening. Ooh, Thank you to Sir Oma. Nebraska, the gift that keeps on giving. You remember being 19? Barely. Yeah, same. Uh, well. Some parts of it. All throughout the teens, you might have experienced being upset with your mom. Mm-hmm. It's pretty common. Pretty common. And, uh, you know, usually I feel like at 19, you just kind of get out of the house and air out a little bit. Calm down. For me, I go down to Plymouth and just uh, sit by the waves. That was my chill out spot. You, everyone should just have a chill out zone. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. I used to climb up and sit in a tree. Oh, I like that. Any tree will do. Yeah. Used to have woods around where I grew up, but then they chopped down on the trees and built houses. So I got fucked out of my nice forestry. <laughs> That's no good. <sighs> I know. Anyway, this 19-year-old had no chill, though. He got mad with his mom and decided to take it out on his grandparents. Okay. I don't understand the logic there. Nebraska logic. And this was also a statement to the police. It's that trickle-down generational punishment, man. Because the police got a phone call about a grandmother whose phone had been hacked. No, no. By her grandson. When they showed up, they found that the 19-year-old had leaked nude pictures of his grandma to the internet. What? Because he was angry with his mom. (laughs) Nebraska logic. I hate you, mom. Here's your mom naked. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's uh, that's a brand new one for me. Uh, Same. Yeah. Don't you want to see me naked? Yes. (laughs) You didn't even play the yes. You just left me hanging there. I did it myself. Grandma. There's a market for that. There's no people love their grannies. That's because the yes is uh, in this one. I know somebody who. Oh, wait. No, it's not. (laughs) She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! There it was. Sorry, that yes. was the other one. I know somebody who has great natural tits. Yeah, me too. Me too. Gotta know somebody. So this 19-year-old is now charged with a misdemeanor for distributing images and videos of sexual content. Was it just nudes, though? They did not get specific. <sighs> and, oddly enough, the police arrived and they talked to his grandfather. <laughs> and the grandpa made a statement... That it was his fiance's phone. So it gets a little convoluted because they say grandmother, but this would imply that his grandparents aren't married or it's a step grandmother, which makes even less sense because then it wouldn't be his mom's mom. Could also be a failure on the journalist's behalf. I am more confused now than I was then, which is really saying something. Yeah. I didn't. I'm I'm reaching confusion levels that should not be possible. We are very far beyond the curtain at this point, though. Mm. <laughs> oh man, this boy <laughs> needs some chill. Keep uh, keep on rocking in the free world, there, Nebraska. Yeah, this is a weird flex. <laughs> Florida man doesn't know what the fuck to do with that. Uh, he's just gonna. Florida man would go take a selfie with a nude grandma and yeah. post it online. You know, he'd whip out his own left nut and. Uh, get to snapping yeah yeah this is very weird very spooky or yeah or maybe it's a step grandpa and his grand you know maternal grandmother i i guess the possibilities are endless when it comes to what this could be (laughs) (laughs) what's going on nebraska 
uh, I guess that... And I want the non-gay explanation. We'll give it this. For a striking confusion. (laughs) Thank you for the boobies. (laughs) Um, In Washington, the police were called. (laughs) Another police phone call. Someone's fucking up. (laughs) This time... You gotta... You gotta stop calling the cops, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, you gotta stop calling the cops, dude. You're acting like a little child, okay? Like a little child. Yeah. Yeah, Bellevue police responded last Thursday to a report of a military-grade rocket Whoa. in the garage of a home in the city of... Uh, across from Lake Washington. Yeah. They got the call from Ohio because... Someone had contacted the Air Force Museum in Dayton saying, hey, uh, yeah, my neighbor just died. They have this huge rocket in their garage. You guys interested in it? I bought it at an estate sale. Nice. <laughs> Score. I'm going to the wrong estate sales. Uh, Yeah, except for that museum called the police. You know, so then uh, Bomb Squad, everything shows up to inspect this big rusty object find out it's a douglas air 2 genie the previous designation of the mb1 which is an unguided air-to-air rocket designed to carry a giant nuclear warhead but there was no warhead attached and no rocket fuel so uh, it was just an artifact with no explosive hazard at all did they still blow it up anyway the <laughs> museum didn't want it Mm. And because it was inert, the police left the item with the neighbor who purchased it to restore it and display it in a different museum, possibly. Oh, cool. Or just keep it. I'm sure you could make things out of it. I feel like that could have had a lot worse endings. I agree. Bonus roll. You could turn it into a tiny home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's... Imagine living in a rocket for the small fee of $500 a month. You... Could live in a tiny rocket and pee in the great outdoors. Call it grandmama, just start leaking its nudes. <laughs> I mean, there's no end to the possibilities. We can get creative. A bunch of creative types here in the bowl. I think so. I got another story out of Washington. Someone hired a contractor to renovate their bathroom, and the contractor ripped out the bathtub. This is in Seattle. And uh, saw something between the studs that gave him quite a fright. That's right. He went running out of the room because it was a grenade in the wall. <laughs> oh, no. Get down. Get yeah. down. <laughs> and, you know, he was pounding away, ripping away at it. Man, he freaked. Then gave it five minutes and thought, well, no boom, boom. Mm, I guess I should go in there and snap a picture of it so people know what I'm talking about. You know, called the authorities so the cops and the bomb squad show up. And it was determined that it was not a live grenade. Mm. Although they don't say what the fate of the nade was. It was dead grenade? (laughs) Dead nade. The holy hand grenade of Antioch? (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. In inert uh, condition? Someone knew it was there because... It was hidden in a wall through a compartment that a person could access under the bathtub and through a closet, which was on the opposite side of the bathroom wall. So, you know, you've heard the story of the shower gun. (laughs) I present to you bathtub nade. 
Imagine That's someone walks in on you, trying to catch you in the nude with no self-defense. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> mofo. I've got a nade in here. I'm taking you down with me, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to wow. see that, but also I would not enter someone's property as a trespasser. Yeah, that seems like a bad move. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if I was that contractor, though. Hmm, pin's still in it. The guy just like didn't even know what it was. He had to take a picture of it. He said, the Stop right the hammering. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he knew to do. Yeah. So he's uh, added two hours to my job. Oh, I, I wonder if he happens. can bill him for that. Mm. There were the two hours that the media circus and the police were here. And then I got right back to it. Fixed your bathroom right up. Yeah. It's usually by the job, not the hour thing. So. Yeah. I figured. Just sucks for him. Lost two hours. Damn. But got your five minutes of uh, media fame that so many people talk about. It was a huge plug for his company. The, the all the articles I saw were plugging the name away. You know, silver oh, linings, this, I guess. This guy's the contractor, and this is the company. Yeah, they could fix your bathroom. Doesn't your bathroom need to be fixed? Did you sneak the hand grenade in there? It's like a native ad. <laughs> That's a thought. We're on to you. Yeah, not legal advice, but you could get media coverage also. Everything's an op. Remember the uh, story on the lanes that it looked like a hand grenade, but it was actually a dog poop bag dispenser? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying they're available. I remember. And, you know, from afar, no one can tell the difference. Hey, anybody can dial the bomb squad. You just got to Google the number. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you bunch of assholes, man. Good call on the bomb squad. We got other lane stories to talk about. A New Hampshire woman probably wanted to call the bomb squad, except she couldn't because she fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage and could not get out. Yeah, things get way worse from here. Oh, no. Garbage truck shows up. Oh, God. Picks up the garbage. Okay. Dumps it in the back. You know what the garbage truck does? Yeah. Compactor goes into action. Oh, God. Four times. No. Four times. Hey, help! Oh, yeah. Neighbors uh, heard the screaming, and so they did get the attention of the driver. The driver freaked out, obviously, because, you know, you're not trying to kill a person. You're just squishing the trash down. I mean, I've thought about it just as a regular everyday guy. I'm sure that truck driver or garbage truck drivers have like nightmares sometimes of like there was a person in my truck and I smushed them you know I think it's an inevitable part of the job you gotta at least be like man wouldn't that suck if uh holy shit oh my gosh falling into the dumpster in the first place is already like dude you gotta be more careful this is like a worst case scenario kind of thing you should be able to smell it coming Oh my gosh. So, uh, you know, 911 gets called. Right. And uh, all these, like, the fire department, everyone shows up and they find the lady. And she was standing upright and she was, you know, well enough to transport to the hospital. Goddamn. And she, I believe, is going to be okay. They didn't release her name, though, which worries me. Mm. And it ends on, well, she was taken to the hospital. She was. Not alert, but she was upright and talking. I don't know how you're not alert, but talking. I guess just out of it, just like, don't squish me. Don't Maybe. squish me. Don't squish me. 
Maybe, and they're like, yeah. ma'am, what year is it? Please don't squish me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Freaks me out, though. It's, that really scares me. <laughs> I've never thought about it because uh, I just pull a bag of trash to the curb every day. So thank goodness for that. Because, man, I'm short. Thanks, goodness. Yeah, thanks, goodness. Oh, I got another trash nightmare. It was a little roll for that goodness. Was, that was in New Hampshire. Okay. For what it's worth. Uh, now I'm taking you down to South Carolina where a woman took her recyclables to the recycling center. And as she was dropping them in the giant bin of recyclables, her wedding band fell off. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. You don't want to be diving into the bin or the dumpster or anything, you know? So, uh... She thought, well, that sucks, and decided to type up an email. Hey, I know the likelihood of finding this is slim to none, but if a ring is found during the course of processing the recycling, I would be most appreciative if someone could contact me because it's my wedding band. Mm. You know, some white gold with diamonds all over it. Would like to have that back. Uh, So rather than processing all the contents of the recycling bin... Workers decided to go on a treasure hunt, and they emptied out, spent hours and hours, and finally, a dude who works there with the last name of Golden found Ooh. her ring. Yes, against all odds. So she was contacted and got to go into the center and take a picture with the dudes and get reunited with her wedding band. A happy one. Happy love, ending. Gotta love a happy ending. Yes. Well, a guinea was, pig. That was nice of them. Had a happy ending in Australia. Oh, no way. Yeah, a little 12-year-old girl took her pet guinea pig outside, you know, for some uh, hopping around the grass. His name is Maxie Bon. She has a dog, too, so they were all outside enjoying the Australia weather. And uh, she went inside for something, came back, didn't see her guinea pig. Starts looking around, looks behind the bush, reaches behind the bush. Her dog starts running at her. And what she finds behind the bush is not Maxibon, but a giant snake. Oh, no. And in the snake's mouth was her guinea pig. Oh, <laughs> there he is. shit. So what is a 12-year-old girl to do? Well, she grabbed that snake and she started swinging it around. Five full rotations. There you go. Let go of my guinea pig, you son of a bitch. And it did. That nice. snake didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it got a little dizzy, huh? Mm-hmm. And then her dad runs up and is like, oh, goodness, uh, I see that's a giant snake there. I don't think I'll be touching it, but I also don't want you holding on to that snake. So he kind of nervously takes the snake from her and, like, drops it. And so the guinea pig scurries away, fine, unharmed, and the snake slithers off. Uh, The dad was way more scared than the daughter. She said, hey, what else was I supposed to do? I had to save my guinea pig. Damn straight. Now, Pure logic. You know, this is like security camera video, so you don't get a great look at the snake. It had a brown body and a pale belly, which could really be anything from like a harmless python to a deadly eastern brown snake. They'll never know, but everyone was unharmed and unscathed. Well, that's good. So it's a great lane story. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Uh, In Texas, some Coast Guard workers were randomly selecting shipping containers for inspection that were going overseas when they heard some scratching coming from inside one. Mm. 
and then some barking. Uh-oh. They thought, oh, well, we better inspect this. Lowered the container, opened the door, and out pops a dog. A dog <laughs> had been trapped in a shipping container for at least a week. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But he got out of there. Yeah. The good girl. They named her Connie the Container Dog. And so... Very uh, creative. Yeah, it was a container filled with total cars out of the Houston-Galveston area. And it was going to be shipped overseas. Total cars, huh? Totaled cars. Oh, totaled cars. Yeah. I see. I guess they like those smashed bits back overseas. I don't know what they do with them. Maybe they just pile them up somewhere. They feed them to the Iron Giant, of course. Oh, makes nothing but sense. Yeah, that's canon. I thought they were building the towers we saw in Idiocracy. Maybe, you know, just keep stacking them up. How high can we stack these smashed cars? Yeah. That's the 2030 zero emission goal is to get them all built. Yes. <laughs> and make sure you're wearing your Crocs. <laughs> now, of course, being trapped in a shipping container for a week is not great. Connie was underweight and had to get some treatment, medical treatment, but she is on her way to full health and, of course, will be put up for adoption. If the junkyard doesn't say, hey, that's our junkyard dog. We want Connie back. Right. Her name's not even Connie. It's uh, Scraps. <laughs> A fitting junkyard dog name. You gotta name it Scraps. That's just, you're legally obligated. Yeah, and you gotta have a junkyard dog. That's, it's yeah. part of the ambiance. Correct. What's a junkyard without a junkyard dog? Just a scrap heap, really. Yeah. Man, those junkyard dogs are scary, though, most of the time. Yeah. This dog had been, uh, you know, become passive with hunger and fright. I was picking a <laughs> picking for a car in high school one time in a junkyard in the city. And <laughs> there was a dog that was not the junkyard dog. It was just this fucking mean-ass dog. Yeah. But it was like uh, approaching the guy that let us in. It was just this like huge dude that was built like a big square uh had tattoos all over the place the junkyard man the junkyard man yeah and he pulled out a fucking pistol and just shot that dog it was fucking incredible wow i was like 16 i was like holy shit didn't see that one coming i don't think that uh i can find that mirror here let's look at the next one (laughs) time to go (laughs) was it a gnarly dog yeah big thick dog yeah, yeah it was yeah he made the right decision. Yeah. The only decision. Wow. But it was still, you know, pretty intense. That sounds traumatizing. <laughs> I'm sorry I said junkyard dog. It wasn't as really, it was just like, whoa. It was one of those things that's just, whoa. Yeah. You know? I don't, it wasn't traumatizing. Oh, good. I don't like hear about it and have bad like thoughts or anything. It was just one of those things where you're like, well, holy shit. Well, that just happened. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you. I'd be like, "Wow, thanks, dude." Yeah, because man, me against a dog is whew, scary battle for me. I'm smaller than many dogs, probably smaller than that dog you saw. If he felt the need to pull out a gun and take care of it, yeah. well, it's like I don't know if this guy was out of bullets. Now that's the main reason I got the fuck out of there. Like, ah, Shit. yeah, <laughs> could be more where that one came yeah, from. I'm like, hmm. these let- junkyard <laughs> dogs are no joke. Let this guy clear the rest of the area out. <laughs> Reload. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in uh, someday. Maybe. But first, I'm going to look at another junkyard <laughs> with less dogs. Uh, someone 
inherited a 19th century cabinet and decided to bring it to an auction house. It came from their deceased uncle. Hmm. And so the auction house said, well, yeah, what the heck, you know, put it up for auction. They had a specialist come in to take photos of it. And specialist starts open the, opening the drawers, looking inside, and something rolled out from one of them. It was a lemon. Hmm. A lemon with a message inscribed on it. Okay. That said, given by Mr. P. Lou Francini, November 4th, 1739, to Miss E. Baxter. Okay, that's one historic lemon, my man. This is a 285-year-old lemon I'm talking about. How does that go down? I don't know. There's a picture of the lemon because, of course, then the specialist is like, okay, all right. I got this cabinet, but I've got this lemon. Right. This brown blob. But the inscription, you know, is black. You can read it. Clear Mm -hmm. as day. So Was it given by a dyslexic man in the 1970s? (laughs) That would be hilarious. No, just, just curious. I don't know. I'm just just floating theories here. Yeah, I'll post. Don't mind me. I'll post a link in the chat so everyone can see this lemon. Uh, it looks quite old, but you know what's the difference between like say a hundred year old lemon and an almost three hundred year old lemon? I don't know. That's one nasty lemon. It looks more like a, I don't know, like a huge avocado pit, maybe. It looks like it's past its prime. <laughs> I, is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, anyway. They said, well, hey, let's put the lemon up for auction. Ah, Fuck it. Let's sell the lemon. We have a 285-year-old lemon on our hands, according to this inscription from Mr. P. Lou Francini. People just come here to launder money anyway. Let's fuck it. Yeah. We got a lemon. Who's bidding on the lemon? Well, someone did. It sold for $1,780. Whoa. Someone can add that lemon to their collection of historical fruits. (laughs) Might be like a good bed knob. <laughs> I kind of wondered, like, if it sounds like this, like when you knock on it, yeah, or if it's if, if it you knock like on it, if it would just crumble, yeah. yeah. I, I would hate to find out. Yeah, I'm not after it. someone paid over a grand for it. Uh, the cabinet also was sold at auction for a whopping forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can tell they're not laundering shit. <laughs> oh, you know, all the small purchases stack up. Oh, yeah. You gotta spread them out. Yeah. 1780 for a lemon, man. Come you gotta, on. You don't gotta report anything under a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or whatever Maybe. It is. I, I don't have know. no fucking idea. But you know what? <laughs> they are specialists, so they know. Yeah, exactly. They have people on the inside. I just, I leave it to the experts. I, I have no business fucking with that. I just make jokes about it exactly. here on the lanes. That's right. <laughs> Man, maybe we should put an inscription on a lemon and just set it out. <laughs> yeah, get the timer going, right? Yeah. Might as well start now. Shit, maybe even a 50-year-old lemon could get some cash. I don't really want cash. I want sats. <laughs> <laughs> How many sats for a 50-year-old lemon? Anyway, if you saw a creek running white, what would you think? I would think... uh Wow. I don't know. That'd be a ghostly creek. I'd think somebody uh been milking upstream really heavily. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some phone calls were coming in in Virginia about this exact issue. And 
that's what authorities thought. They thought, hey, yep, there's a dairy plant over there, but it's some waste milk. Mm. So they went over to the dairy plant and said, hey, man. uh, There's teenagers shooting ropes in the creek again. (laughs) A lot of them. (laughs) Fill the clear up. Creek running high. White. Mm. And the dairy plant said, oh, yeah, you know, we had a, a storm come through. Okay. And we've got a crogged, crogged, a clogged drain line <laughs> here drain. at the plant. No good oh. at all. If they were Chinese, they might have said it was a crogged drain line. So that milk was overflowing into a storm sewer and making its way to the creek. Hmm. So it was milk. It was milk. All right. Creek full of milk. Bonus roll for me. I feel like there's got to be a superstition about that, though. <laughs> Not just creeks running high, like creek white. You mm. gotta take uh, 33 steps backwards. Also, what the hell is up with waste milk? We're wasting milk these days? I mean, if it comes out all shitty, yeah. I uh, guess. Or whatever. How does it know? come out shitty? Straight from the cow's or what teeth. If, uh what if you got a bunch of milk and you don't sell it all and then it goes bad? Maybe oh. that's waste milk. Or maybe like... uh the first and last of the batch in the machine is, I don't know. I'm sure there's a bunch of industrial waste <laughs> just from putting it in a bottle, you know? Yeah. Like oh, uh, pasteurization. You're all shooting crap. it all into gallon jugs and there's a little bit that won't fit. And you just send that down the creek, I guess. Mm. Servo says in Canada, if a farm overproduces, they have to dump the rest. And that is some bullshit. We go through at least two gallons of milk a week. <laughs> hey, man. There's people that need milk in this world. Dang it. Take your extra milk. Yeah, don't waste milk. This displeases the Lord. Mm-hmm. So anyways, the clog has since cleared, and the overflow has stopped. The creek is still white, but <laughs> there's no public health threat from waste milk, according to officials well, close to the matter. I would hope not. <laughs> the Could fish be, uh, love it, man. Come on down to White Creek. <laughs> Throw yourself a line in. Yeah, take a bath in the milk water. Yeah, there you go. Little milk bath in the creek. Milk bath in the creek. Some people pay good money for milk baths, man. Yeah. Saying, come on, tourism department. I do the discount milk bath. The Lorian uh, February page is now active on the calendar. Yeah, so we get to look at my milk bath photos every day for this month. Yeah. Some of the, my favorite. That was done on the cheap. Yeah, the trick, because you don't want to be in cold milk or rotten milk, stinky milk. Oh, yeah. The trick is that non-dairy creamer powder. Yeah. You just clog your pores up with that by <laughs> filling the, the water with it. Yeah, uh, it's all about the... Nice uh, warm water. All about the visual effects anyway, really. You're not drinking yeah, exactly. that shit. Just throw that uh, the cheapest store brand you can get in there. Mix yeah. Mix it all up. And a little goes a long way on that stuff, which was cool. Could True. have another... Milk bath photo shoot anytime, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Or if you uh, come over to the bowl and you want some non-dairy creamer, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> just run right out to the store and grab that No, right I've got a bunch. You still have some? Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought we were going to use like a whole jug of it. Oh. And we didn't man, have to. The water was white and good to go with like a couple cups worth. Yeah. I'm good Doesn't on this non-dairy creamer. Doesn't take a lot. Oh, and finally, talking about taking a lot. Uh-oh. There were some dudes partying down in Rio de Janeiro, 21-year-old college kids, mm. and uh, 
one of the guys felt something hit his head. Uh-oh. He was like, oh, shit, ouch. Pulls his hand down. There's blood on it. Oh, God. His friend is a doctor, though, so that's good, right? Always good to be partying with a doctor. And he says, okay, he manages to stop the bleeding and ice the injury. Don't know what the hell hit him. Maybe a stone? Yeah, something. Hurt like hell. He said, it sounded like an explosion when a bomb goes off inside my head. Ooh. When he got hit. That doesn't sound good. But Cushion much? The party don't stop. Well, they no. had a party to get to 200 miles away from where they were. So they drove out that way. They partied all day. And then they drove back 200 miles to get to work. <laughs> so, you know, three days later, after the head bonk, without a hard hat. Uh-oh. Dude's at work. And his arm starts feeling funny. Oh, God. Like spasming and going numb. So he's like, this is kind of weird. I guess mm. I'll take note. <laughs> Day four wasn't better, so he decided he should go to the doctor. And doctor takes a look. Son, there's a bullet lodged in your brain. Oh, Jesus. You have to go into emergency surgery. He's like, man, I've been partying for three days with a bullet in my head. Yeah. Two hours. Wouldn't that be hilarious if like that was one of the songs at a house party he was at and he was like headbanging? That's a song, Bullet in the Head, Bullet in Your Head. That's part of a Rage Against the Machine song. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it out of context. Bullet That's in your fucking head. Yeah. It might have been. That would be ironic. That would be so funny. I would have tickled my pickle. <laughs> so he, uh, the doctor said, part of the bullet, this is a quote, penetrated his brain, which caused compression in that area and led to his arms involuntary movements. If it had ended up a few millimeters from where it did, it could have caused much more serious damage and left his arm or one side of his body paralyzed. Mm. It was very risky for the patient, but we believe that in 20 to 30 days, he will be able to continue with his normal life. So he's currently on recovery from that, but known this dude, I bet he's still partying. Yeah, he's out Party there. don't stop. He's out there getting hammered. Hammered. It's like I'm hammered. An explosion in my brain. Yeah, it was like really loud, man. Ah, man. Well, gunshots are pretty loud. Tell you what, man, that was a wild ride through the lanes tonight. Yep, wild week. Wild lanes. But hey, we're scooting out here right around midnight. Look at us. An early bowl for you bowlers. That is our gift. (laughs) To you. How about that? An early Tuesday. Is it a gift? I don't know. Maybe. I guess it's all a matter of perspective. Well, you know, the party don't stop. There's always a post-show. Always a post-show. You can always chill out with us. We'll be uh, keeping it going over at stream.bullafterbull.com. And uh, on the OwnCast, too. That's right. So there you have it. Be hanging out. Doing our thing. Um, Whether you're there or here or anywhere else... We appreciate you out there, bowlers. And uh, we hope to see you next Tuesday. Same time, same streams. Different memes. Still chasing our dreams. And throughout it all, I pledge to remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. You know I'll always be Dame DeLorean. Till next Tuesday. 
May your bowls burn ever brighter. Mind if I do a J? They had a great goddamn time. Walk on. Smoke on. Pounding the old in and out, eh? I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. This is gonna keep going. Dude, I'm loving telling you how stupid you are. Fuck. It's not racist, it's fact! Is it? horrible and how we doing studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive man them studies so hard yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. hey you see that guy over there i'm gonna fuck that guy there it is she's a whore she is stoned. Probably a lot of edibles. You like that, Boost? Wait till you see what happens next. So good. The truth it can be a drug. Try a taste. Guaranteed blurry mouth, man. Gutter balls. Gutter, gutter balls. Forget it, boy. Look at those guys. Wow. Lorian and Spencer. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowl after bowl dot com.